Yes. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy, a production of FlagandBanner.com. Through storytelling and conversational interviews, this weekly radio show and podcast offers listeners an insider's view into the commonalities of successful people and the ups and downs of risk-taking. Connect with Carrie through her candid, funny, informative, and always encouraging weekly blog. And now it's time for Carrie McCoy to get all up in your business. Our guest today, Miss Abby Seiler, has done what many persons dream of and taken the entrepreneurial leap by opening her very own small business, Abby's Teas and Things, in the Hillcrest Historic District of Little Rock, Arkansas. Miss Seiler is candid in her online blog about her insecurities and fears about what she loves and what she didn't love about her decade-long career in digital marketing and advertising. Today, she works with her sister, mother, and others to make a welcoming place for people who like tea, reading, and other soul-soothing activities. She makes Abby's Tea Blends from many of the herbs she grows herself and has expanded her product line from handcrafted teas to unique gifts and local art. It is my great pleasure to welcome to the table and microphone a woman after my own heart, the risk-taking entrepreneurial Miss Abby Seiler. So why are you shaking your head that you don't make all your all of your herbs? You do, too, grow herbs. I see them on your porch. Yes, I do grow herbs, but in order for me to use them in the actual tea blends, there's actually a whole agricultural process that you have to do, especially if you're shipping over the U.S. So a lot of times I source my herbs, but I'm the only one in Little Rock that does my own blending. Or so most of your tea blends and your materials, your herbs come from out of the country? Yeah, I source everything. There are several different types of tea. So typically tea is anything that comes from the Camilla sinensis plant, whether that's a Samica or Camilla sinensis. Then you have tisanes, or what we call herbal tea in the U.S. So tisanes are anything else. That's your florals, like chamomile. Um, that's your tulsis, like basil. Tulsi is basil. Rooibos, which is a South African, um, it comes from a bush, a red bush. Um, it's kind of got a nutty texture. Rooibos is its own type of tea. You've got yerba mate, which comes from South America, Brazil, Argentina, Uruguay. Um, and that's going to be highly caffeinated, comes from its own um, different type of plant. Um, and that's more of a tri- has a more of a tribal kind of history. Um, so you have all these different cultures. And that's what I love about tea is like everywhere in the world you go has a tea culture of some sort and it's all different. So like the whole purpose of tea is community and communal like spaces. And so if you've ever been to my tea shop, I don't like a lot of people come in. They're like, oh, I wanted to have high tea. Well, I do cozy tea because not everyone wants to have a high tea experience. Mm -hmm. I have lots of Asian customers. I have lots of Middle Eastern customers who their traditions and their culture are not high tea. Mm -hmm. And so it's really important to me that like all of those cultures get represented and respected without being appropriated. And I think that's really important. And you're like the only tea house in Little Rock, so you've got a lot of bases to cover. Yeah, right? <laughs> so I just make it like my house. So like the whole shop is decorated like you're coming into my living room and you're having a cup of tea with me because there's nothing more intimidating in tea, especially if you have lots of questions and you've never maybe tried anything other than English breakfast. Mm-hmm. You might walk into a place like starbucks or something and be like i really want to try that matcha latte but i don't even know how to ask how it should be made so i think like a space like mine makes it a little bit more approachable where you can come in and ask those dumb questions if you will which there is no dumb question when it comes to tea because again tea is supposed to bring people together and so anyway i, I could love talk, it i could talk about tea all day well good we've got a whole hour <laughs> we're going to talk a lot about it. <laughs> Due to the recent surge in COVID-19 in our state, Abby's Teas has re-implemented her COVID protocols at the store on Cavanaugh in Little Rock. She's setting up her tea stand outside the store, weather permitting, and certainly you can still order tea online on her website. Check her Instagram, at Teas and Things, and her Facebook page, Abby's Teas and Things, for the latest developments. Abby, before we talk about 
finding Abby's teas and things, let's get the little history of your family and your career. Where did you grow up? Uh, so I grew up in coastal North Carolina, specifically the Outer Banks, Kitty Hawk, most people know, um, the Wright Brothers, uh, First Flight, Manio, North Carolina is actually where I kind of consider like home. Your mother is Mary Jane, and she was an entrepreneur. Yes. What did she do? I could not quite get a grasp of that. Yeah, so she um, owned her own business. I literally watched her do advertising promotions. So, like, you know how businesses have, like, their logo on stuff like keychains or oh, mugs yeah. or whatever? She, in the 90s, it wasn't like there was, the Internet didn't exist. It was advertising you, specialties. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And her company's name was Solutions. And she had this cute little office. She had two cute little offices. The first one, though, was in Manio. And that's where I had my very first entrepreneurial experience where I sold pogs out of her. What are those? Pogs. (laughs) What are those? Collect weird collectible thing from the early 2000s. Yeah, Yeah. no, the 90s. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. They're milk caps. So they're like milk caps. So they had like little designs on them. Like you might have Sonic the Hedgehog or like. Bart Simpson or Disney characters and then you had slammers and it was a game so like you collected your pogs and like you'd play with other kids with your slammer and whatever got flipped over the other person could take so you're constantly like your collection's constantly changing mm-hmm. it's like Pokemon cards you that's collect exactly these things. Right. that's exactly because it. they were both popular at the same time yep. you either collected Pokemon cards or, or pogs. pogs yep yeah <laughs> and so you sold them I sold pogs I uh, got in trouble at the elementary school for selling pogs on the playground you are a natural born internet entrepreneur um, Mm -hmm. evidently i didn't know this but the kids were using their lunch money to buy their pog so that (laughs) my pog uh my pog game on the on the playground had to stop so mom let me set up shop in front of in front of her office and so i had a little after school business that's the first i still remember her teaching me how to do inventory like ordering like when i got low on like the disney pogs or like whatever so your father rest in peace has had a big influence and been a guiding light in your life what did your father do for a living he was in food sales so um he was in and out of restaurants so before me um he before i existed before before me (laughs) before i was born um he owned um a couple of different franchise restaurants and then he decided to go more into the food sales part he worked for cisco i think almost 20 years and then he worked for Jeanette's, which is another food distributor out in north carolina um but yeah food sales so i was in and out of the backs of kitchens from a very young age yeah all this sounds (laughs) perfect for what you ended up getting into abby's teas did you go to college uh yes williams baptist college what'd you major in uh, actually, I have a degree. <laughs> People don't know this. This is a fun fact. I have a uh, Christian ministries degree with an emphasis in missiology. What's in, in what? Missiology, which is like missions. Oh. Well, you are on a mission. No wonder you love your yeah. tea. You do have kind of a... <laughs> yeah. You have... You probably listen to a lot of people confess in your tea shop. Yeah. Um, It's actually still pretty true to who I am because Mm -hmm. when I would go to school, I told everybody I wanted to own a restaurant and change people's lives with my restaurant. And what's really funny is a youth, my husband's youth pastor, when we started dating my senior year of college, I went home to meet the parents and the youth pastor And he lives here in Little Rock and in Hillcrest. And the week that I opened, he saw me out in the yard doing stuff with the sign people. And he was like, oh, my gosh, Abby Seiler? And I was like, yeah. He's like, you're doing it. And I was like, doing what? And he was like, I remember that dinner when you came home to meet the parents. You told all of us that you wanted to open a restaurant. And this was like 15 like years back. And I was like, I can't believe you remember that. And he was like, of course I remember. I thought it was just so neat. And I like got goosebumps. And I was like, oh, full circle. Somebody remembered that of me like when I was younger. Because my story kind of gets lost along the way. Like I don't really take that route right after college. So Mm -hmm. when did you come to Arkansas? Um, well, that's a trick question. I've been bouncing back and forth between North Carolina and Arkansas since I was a kid. How come? Um, because I love it both. My dad's family, so my parents divorced when I was in uh. high school. Well, I guess technically freshman year of college. And dad went back to North Carolina and mom stayed in Arkansas. But we grew up in North Carolina all the way, um, all the way until I was uh, ninth or 10th grade. 
And then we moved to Cabot. And then I went to school at Williams. But in the summers, I would go back to North Carolina and wait tables because it was good money on the beach. It was mm-hmm. a seasonal job. And I would just, I, I had an internship by day and a wait job by night. And you met your husband at college, and his family's from Arkansas. Yeah, they're from Northeast Arkansas, Four City, Wynn. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you ended up here. Um, you're very kind and candid in your blog about self-esteem issues. This is really refreshing and helpful to many of your readers. Why are you so open about everything? Now that I kind of know you, I think you couldn't possibly not be. Um, That is the (laughs) truth. I am an overshare person. I love to talk. (laughs) From a very young age, I was told I talked too much. Um, But um, I think it's important to share ourselves. I spent a lot of my life, I think, in the corporate world where that being vulnerable and maybe being uh, a hard, you know, mm-hmm. corporate gal, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> climbing that ladder. Mm-hmm. I think that I put myself in that box for a really long time and I lost sight of like who I was. Yeah. And I just really try to be very intentional not to lose that again. Yeah. All right, this is a great place to take a break. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Miss Abby Seiler, founder of Abby's Tea and Things, located in Little Rock, Arkansas's historic Hillcrest neighborhood and online at abbyteas.com. We'll be right back. You're listening to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy, a production of flagandbanner.com. In 2020, Carrie McCoy Enterprises acquired ourcornermarket.com, an online company specializing in American-made plaques, signage and memorials for over 20 years if you'd like to sponsor this show or get involved with any of carrie mccoy's enterprises send an email to me gray that's g-r-a-y at flagandbanner.com telling american-made stories selling american-made flags the flagandbanner.com you're listening to up in your business with me carrie mccoy and i'm speaking today with miss abby seiler founder of Abby's Teas and Things in Little Rock, Arkansas's Historic District, and online at abbyteas.com. Before the break, we talked about Abby growing up in North Carolina, coming to Arkansas a lot, about her mom being an entrepreneur and selling specialty advertising products. I actually sold those for a little while myself. And, and about you going to college and getting a degree in, what was, the, what was your degree? Divinity? No. It, yeah, Christian Ministries with Christian ministry. emphasis in missiology. So. I always think that's cool. Missiology. And I, I think that, that really way. plays into who she is now and how she lives her life. Uh, starting your business, you said right before the break, too, that you were in the corporate world. Tell our listeners what you were doing. Yeah, so um, right out of college, well, even in college, I realized that the Internet was going to be kind of a big deal. Um, I was the very first blogger for our campus. I actually wrote the petition for our campus to get Facebook. I got those hundred signatures for Facebook because before what we know is Facebook now, it was only for college campuses. And then you had to petition for your college campus Mm -hmm. to actually be on there. And we were a small private school. And so like we weren't going to get there unless we had enough students say, I want it and I'm going to use it. And so I was the organizer of that. I don't know how I feel about that, you know, 20 plus years later, because Facebook's become something very different than what Facebook once was. Yes. But nevertheless, um, I taught myself how to do web development when I was a teenager. I had a little Yahoo GeoCities, like a little HTML flash website in like the mid to late 90s, um, early 2000s. And then I kind of just kept with that. And so I had taught myself how to use um, social media for businesses. I was there when Facebook pages actually became a product that Facebook offered. Like I was, I helped train other businesses how to do that. Um, And so once I got out of college, I kept pursuing that and then turned it into my other business was local to social, which was a little... Uh, blogging, SEO, and social media consultant thing that I did. I worked with Arkansas State University. I worked with the Small Business Technology Development Centers Mm -hmm. and did classes. Um, So, yeah, I just kind of made that my career path. And then that slowly evolved into real salary, health health insurance, you know. Who were you working for? My most recent job before the tea shop was uh, Stone Ward downtown. Mm -hmm. 
Um, an, and advertising, I, an advertising agency. Mm-hmm, yep. And I was their uh, director of digital media and social, a di- director of digital and social media. That's so. a tough business. It is a tough business. Changes constantly. Changes constantly. Um, clients change constantly. And also, like, it's a very competitive um, industry, not just at Stone Ward, but anywhere mm-hmm. in advertising is a very competitive thing. And when you're a young up-and-comer with, you know, maybe maybe a little bit of a, a chip on her shoulder and, you know, a little bit of too much confidence because I was in my 20s and early 30s, you know, um, I learned a lot about myself and who I was becoming and who maybe I didn't want to be. So, Was there something, an event that tipped the scale and you said, that's it, I'm starting my own business? Um, well, my dad passed away the year after I left Stoneward, but honestly, um, you know, Stoneward was such a good experience for me because it was kind of like I had reached this pinnacle. I really admired Millie Ward and Larry Stone. Millie was on my radar for a long time in the advertising community in Arkansas. She has made such a name for herself, and I looked at her like as such a mentor. And um, and so I felt like I had finally like gotten there. You know, and one of, you know, some of the projects we were working on was like for Baptist Health, but also like the U.S. soccer team during the Olympics. I, you know, I got to work with our Chicago team on like that kind of project. So it was just like a really pinnacle point for my marketing career. Um, I was teaching at Arkansas State University in the College of Business as an adjunct for marketing management. But, um, I was really sad. Like I was stuck in meetings most of the time. I was more in like a paper pusher role versus like that teaching thing. So my level engagement was more with my my team um, internally and like the people I worked with every day more and much less like actually, I don't know, tangibly doing things. And I, I gained a lot of weight and not just there, but like at previous advertising, this was kind of like a a slow build. And then when I got to Stone Ward, I just really realized like, wow, this isn't what I want to do. And my dad got really sick very quickly. Um, he had always had heart problems. He was diabetic. Um, but during that year, my sister was diagnosed with diabetes. My dad started having really bad health problems and heart problems. And that was really overwhelming to me. I remember um, at Christmas the year before I put my resignation in, um, I was sitting on his couch at Christmas in North Carolina, and I was literally just like hammering away at this like PR plan that we were doing for a client in Texas. And, um, you know, it was just, I just, it was one of those realizations that I was like, wow, this is a really great job and a really great opportunity, but is this what I want to do with my life? And so I was really honest and talked to Millie about it, and she was super supportive. In fact, she set me up with a nonprofit after I left to do contract work. So, I mean, I cannot speak any more highly than that of that company. Um, they were very supportive of that transition. And then after a year, my mom was like, so what are you going to do? Are you going to put your resume out somewhere? You know, is it time to get back in the game? Because dad had passed away that year in July, and I was like, I just, I don't know. And she's like, well, what could, if you could do anything, what would you want to do? And I was like, I just really want to do my tea shop. And she was like, well, this was like December, beginning of December. And she was like, well, why don't you just look around and see, like, what's available? Like, let's see what that looks like. And literally that next weekend, the space that I'm in right now came open. And so I called it. I saw it on Craigslist. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) So I called the number and met with the owners who happened to be Old Mill Bakery here in town over off of Mm. Markham. And we figured it out. And we were open in February. Like that happened in December. We were open in February and haven't looked back. So there was no event that happened. It was just a slow burn until you finally, you see your dad passing away and you're like, you know, is this all there is? I've got to do something. 
Yeah, and I should say, too, like, a big part of my story, tea has always been a part of it. Like, I had a little, like, tea blog that I would write reviews for different tea companies. I did lots of copywriting for international tea companies that maybe needed help with translation or, like, needed their site optimized. And so I used some of that skill set to, like, get them to send me free tea. And then I'd write reviews for the tea. And so it was, like, just this nice little symbiotic relationship. And so um, I had been doing that since, like, 2000. 10 tell us about the first week the first week the very first week of the tea shop of the tea shop oh incredible the very first thing well it was raining i it was the rainiest february ever what year is this this was 2017 and it was very rainy so it had rained for like 10 days all the way leading up to the grand opening and then it rained for another 10 days after that it was just like constant rain but it was wonderful i had remember on like the second or third day this little girl named evie walked in the door and she said wow this place is inspiring and then she like wrote me a letter that hangs literally in my tea shop on the door behind where i stand at the register that said something along the lines of dear miss abby i'm so glad that you moved to the neighborhood and she spelled the word especially wrong, but in like the cutest like way a six-year-old can spell it. And just how inspiring my shop was for her. And it signed sincerely, your tea friend, Evie. And like my first week was like that. It was like just tons of just like adorableness. Well, I feel like if you owned a tea shop, like what a affirming thing to happen like you you know you want a cozy tea shop all these cozy things happen absolutely I can't I mean I don't remember I'm sure it was stressful um but I mean I just remember just being elated the whole the whole time not disappointed no were you scared yes um I'm a very type a person my mom is more of the free bird um my dad my dad I think floated between us both he was a little bit more um rigid I think But mom's always been like, fly by the seat of your pants. If the door's open, go for it, you know? And I'm more of like, can we have a spreadsheet for this? And like, what does that look like for the next three years? And also, I'm like emptying out my 401ks to do this, and it's stressing me out. Is that what you did? Um, Yeah, I bootstrapped myself, and then I also worked worked out an agreement with my Grammy. I pay her back, so I took a little small family loan out from my Mm -hmm, Grammy, mm -hmm. and I still pay it back every month so Mm -hmm. yeah they say that that's the best place if you want to start a business the best place to get your money is from friends and family that believe in you yeah and and she she actually was kind of nervous about tea because she's she's a coffee person one but two like Mm -hmm. that hadn't existed here before and so a lot of us were just like well is it gonna i mean it's cute on paper but like is this gonna fly Mm -hmm. so uh, you're, I keep talking about how cute your blog is. It is. You are very open and candid about human frailties, and I read this. I flipped the page for today's journal entry in Dad's journal. This one was written to me on this day 14 years ago. Abby, the servant heart lies in you, and I am so proud of the way you show this trait. I love you so and will always be beside you in spirit, even not in the flesh. And then you write, Another reminder, my heart is a heart that makes my father proud. Yeah. So 14 years ago, he didn't even know he was sick yet. Mm -mm. Um, My dad was a big writer, and when he passed away, I was fortunate enough to get his journals. And um, he also was a big card writer. And so I think that one actually, no, that was the journal entry. So um, in, throughout his, he had like his utmost is that most for his highest or your my utmost for his highest? It's a it's a um, Bible study kind of thing, devotional, a daily devotional that has like a journal space mm-hmm. and then like a little devotion in it. And mm-hmm. so that's where he would journal. And um, when he passed away, I got several of these journals and he would write specifically to me like prayers. Like they were kind of prayers to God, but like intentional to me. And I don't know if he always wanted me to have those or if I just ended up with those, but, um, but yeah. Sweet. All right. This is a great place to take a break. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Miss Abby Seiler, founder of Abby's Tea and Things in Little Rock, Arkansas's historic Hillcrest district and online at abbyteas.com. Still to come, the different kinds of teas and their healing properties where Abby gets her tea blend inspirations. Although she says it's a secret. 
and how <laughs> Abby creatively and optimistically navigated the 2020 year of the pandemic. We'll be right back. We've got great news from the Dreamland Ballroom. Dancing into Dreamland is back for the 11th year. That's right, 11th annual Dancing into Dreamland happens on February 12th, 2022. They're changing up the formula a bit with a Valentine's Gala right there in the Dreamland Ballroom. Don't worry, all the things you love about the long-standing fundraiser are still in the mix. A real night of revelry in the centenarian structure, culminating around a friendly dance competition. Food, drink, a silent auction. Attendees will have the pleasure of viewing several spectacular dances, and varying genres will fill the night. You'll be able to vote for your favorites via text. It's a very fun evening. Dancing into Dreamland. And not the least important thing is it's a terrific fundraiser for this extraordinary historic venue. A panel of celebrity judges will pick their favorite act, and they'll be awarded a special cash prize. Dancing into Dreamland is back, February 2022. Due to the recent surge in COVID-19 in our state, Abby's Tees has re-implemented her COVID protocols at the store on Cavanaugh in Little Rock. She's setting up her tea stand outside the store, weather permitting, and certainly you can still order tea online on her website. Check her Instagram at Teas and Things and her Facebook page, Abby's Teas and Things, for the latest developments. You're listening to Up in Your Business with me, Carrie McCoy, and I'm speaking today with Miss Abby Seiler, founder of Abby's Tea and Things in Little Rock, Arkansas's historic Hillcrest district, and online at abbyteas.com. Before the break, we talked a little bit about how you started your business, about your parents. But now we need to talk about what a day at Abby's Tees looks like. Your sister visits on Fridays. Tell us about your sister, Jessica. And your mother has a sign on her door because I guess she's no longer an entrepreneur for herself. She works for you. And on her door, she says, my boss calls me mom. Yeah, That's she so does. cute. <laughs> um, what's really funny is she brought that, I think, probably three or four months after we first opened. And we got tickled about it because it was so funny. Um, but my Grammy was like, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> and we just think, we just laugh about it because, honestly, it's not like that at all. And mom does still do consulting. She works um for the well she works for several different things but her biggest thing that she's been working on this year has been the arkansas governor's award she does a lot with that oh. um with the state chamber and then um she has several different clients some in Cersei, um and she does business consulting kind of stuff helping them write business plans or maybe apply for loans she's done some grant work um she also worked for ymcas like helping them fundraise if they were ever going to like open a new location, um, which is a lot of what she did too out on the Outer Banks when we lived there. Um, And so um, she has her own little career and she's only there. Mom's there on the weekends to help me with like large groups. And then Jesse, we've moved her day um, this after COVID to Thursdays. Um, But yes, Jesse, she prefers to be called Jessica. Um, so I should call her Jessica on, I can't break the habit cause it's Jesse always for me, but Jessica, um, is a special needs adult and, um, she is joy incarnate. She, you can tell, you can look at her face and tell she is joy. She just she emits is, joy. And she is so delightful. She often will take her shoes off in the middle of the floor in the front room and take a nap. So sometimes if you wander in on a Thursday <laughs> afternoon that she's had too much, you will find her snoring lightly on our front couch. Um, she is exactly who she is and is so confident in that. It's been wonderful to watch her grow into the woman that she's become. She has a a fiance named Donald Wax and, um, they are in love and she will tell you that. And there's a picture, she'll show you his picture on the wall. Um, she'll, she likes to give the tour and tell you about the local art that's hanging in the tea shop and she also enjoys talking about Young and the Restless. So if you are a fan of the Young and the Restless or you haven't watched in a while and just want to get the latest skinny, she knows all about it and she will bring it up. So where did, where did she that. meet Donald? She met Donald at um, a workshop. So um, she, during the rest of the week, she actually has a job um, with um, AEDD, which is a adult um, disabilities kind of company that gives them jobs to do um, I don't ever know what she's working on, but they have projects like helping other small business. Sometimes it's like 
packing rubber bands or sometimes it's labeling things or mm-hmm. um so they also do like career development so mm-hmm. like uh, the reason we moved to thursdays is because they have a day where they all cook their own lunch and so they're teaching them how to basically live on their own mm-hmm. and also maybe how to apply for a job does, does jesse live with your mother she does mm-hmm. she does and so does donald um and so oh, her boyfriend does too mm-hmm. yep well your yeah. mom's pretty hip fiance yeah. yeah yes your mom's pretty hip she is pretty hip. She's pretty much the best mom ever. Um, and so uh, a day in the life uh, just depends on the day you come in. But one of us is always there. And sometimes we're all there. And we're having a good time. We really don't do the hustle and bustle of the coffee shop. Like, it, you know, tea mm-hmm. takes time. It literally hangs on the wall above the kitchen. And it takes time to steep a proper cup of tea. And so slow your roll, friends. We're here and we're just having oh, a happy place. How nice to slow your roll. I tell you, <laughs> it's just getting faster and faster yeah. and faster and faster. What do you think's your biggest strength? Oh, wow. In running your business? Uh, <laughs> put me on the spot. I can talk really well. <laughs> I mean, I chat, I'm pretty chatty. So, I mean, cust- inter- engaging with customers is definitely not hard for me. Um, I don't. Know, I think your passion for tea is your biggest strength. Oh, thank you. I am I mean, very really. passionate about tea. <laughs> what do you think your weakest? Where you could you could use improvement? Oh golly, I know for a fact that I can. I have my ways of doing things. I have my ways of doing things, and don't interrupt my process. <laughs> <laughs> was there an ex- was there an unexpected surprise when you started your business something you were like ooh that didn't work out on the spreadsheet i didn't know that was going to happen um like rain well, for the first week i mean covid hello oh gosh <laughs> i mean we were going in we were starting our fourth year that when no th- third i don't know third year yeah cuz we just celebrated year 4 so um yeah, I mean, things were good. We were going up. We had had just had a really great um, Christmas, and I was like, oh, yeah, you know, coming out of year three, we're going in hot. Things are up, and then COVID hit, and it was like, oh, okay. I mean, I had a lot of plans. Like, Mom and I had just started talking about hiring, like, an actual part-time employee that wasn't in the family, like, to, like, allow both of us to have some more freedom. We were, you know, we've been up since we started and uh covid happened that was the that's probably been the biggest curveball now that being said i do my own blends and there are all kinds of ideas that i've had that did not work well one of which was dried cantaloupe just let me tell you don't ever do it don't ever do <laughs> cantaloupe even... cantaloupe tea cantaloupe tea yeah <laughs> cantaloupe's my favorite and i was like i need a cantaloupe tea no one has a cantaloupe tea and i can do it Oh, no, no. There's a no. reason why. What do you, There's what a do you, reason what why. What do you do? What did you try to do? Well, I dehydrated cantaloupe, and it smells awful. It smells like rancid. I don't know how to tell you what it smells like, but it's awful. Don't ever do it. Um, and it also does not taste like cantaloupe once it's dehydrated, which is very common. Like when you dehydrate watermelon, for example, it actually tastes kind of like a vegan beef jerky. It's very salt. It's like there's a high salinity. It's kind of salty with like a sweetness to it. Um, but cantaloupe does not do anything right. So then I was like, okay, well, just drying the cantaloupe's not going to work. So maybe I should do freeze dried cantaloupe. Have you ever had freeze dried foods? Um, this is like astronaut food kind yeah. of. Okay. So um, freeze dried strawberries work pretty well, but um, freeze dried cantaloupe is also nasty. So <laughs> no cantaloupe tea. Well, That's... You think it would work? Like we're drinking watermelon tea you brought now. Yeah. Like you'd think cantaloupe and watermelon. Totally. Would... Yeah. No. Don't <laughs> do it. Know. Do you? So let's talk about your tea combinations. Yeah. Um, do you need certifications to be a tea blender? Uh, no. I mean, there are them. <laughs> There are them. <laughs> they exist. Um, okay. I have a very elbows on the table relationship with tea because I think that a lot of the snobbery around tea comes more from a Western civilization perspective. It is not. And tea was never intended to be snobby. 
You said that at the beginning, there's the cozy tea and there's the high tea. And yeah. you like the cozy tea. I, and high tea is great. Don't get me wrong. But there's already people doing it here in Little Rock. And like Capitol Hotel has an incredible high tea. If you've never done the high tea at Capitol Hotel, please do it. Treat yourself. Like it is incredible. Um, but I also think that there's like an unapproachableness about that too. Mm-hmm. And so um, I don't know. I just so so there you can be a tea sommelier. Um, really? Yes. And there are certifications and it costs lots of money. But I already have a very intimate relationship. So they're only going to be teaching me things that I already know. And I'm not saying that I know everything because I learn stuff every day. I learned about a new route today from a customer that I'm going to have to go check out. And I can't even remember how to say it. it starts with a G, but it's a mix between ginger, ginger and cinnamon. And I was like, oh, fascinating. I've never heard of that before. So, I mean, it's not like I've learned everything, but I'm just not going to spend my time doing that when I don't know that it's going to really improve my business or bring in more revenue. I mean, I don't know. I just, eh. What's your current favorite blend? Oh. Well, we're drinking watermelon. You brought us watermelon. Yeah, the watermelon rose is the house favorite right now. That's like the popular iced tea. It's beautiful. Thank you. Very refreshing. Yeah. That's the hibiscus that gives it that that color. Yeah. Oh, it's not the watermelon? The watermelon is dehydrated, but um, that doesn't have, it doesn't give a color off. It gives, well, if it gave one, it'd be like a really, really, really pale pink. But the hibiscus is what gives it the color. Um, And then you got rose in there. Um, But my personal favorite right now is probably my basil mint. I love earthy stuff. Uh Um, and so from my blends, I actually tend to drink more of the classic Chinese, Japanese teas like Yakuro and Sencha and Ginmacha. Um, is it hard to learn all those names? You have said so many unusual words today. (laughs) (laughs) At the beginning of the show, you said, I don't even know. Sencha? Yeah. And Sencha or something. You were using two different. Oh, Sinesis. Oh, you're Camilla Sinesis versus Camilla Sinesis Asamica. You know, it sounds like she has a list, but I don't even know what all that is. (laughs) Well, those are taxonomic names. Yeah. Those are, yeah, yeah, that's the scientific name for the tea plant. Um, But the, you know, those are just words in Japanese and in Chinese. And so if you're into tea, you kind of catch on. Don't get me wrong. I have to go and like check myself on how to pronunciate things too and um i get lots of feedback on that so i mean i'm i'm not afraid to own when i'm like saying something wrong how many it's, different teas do you thing. have in your place do you think probably over 40 different blends how long do they stay fresh oh yeah so um the loose leaf teas if they don't have dehydrated fruits in them stay for two to three years um if they have fruits in them that's when you have to, to like watch them but still it's like a, a year Depending on the fruit, like apples, for example, you can keep that bag of tea probably for like or orange peels, for example, mm-hmm. um, two years. But like like the dehydrated watermelon, I usually recommend like drinking that before the six month, you know, before next summer. You know, mm-hmm. you don't because it's dehydrated. So like it can, you know, fruit can go bad even if it's dried. So hot. Can you can a hot tea be turned into a cold tea? And vice versa. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So like I sell the watermelon rose, for example loose and i have lots of customers who steep it hot and keep it in the winter and drink it hot but like you to make it cold you basically make a concentrate just like you would with like a bag like iced tea that you would buy from the grocery store yeah exactly it comes in like a larger bag you just use like double the amount and you make a concentrate and then you cut it with water and stick it in the fridge the biggest misconception about making iced tea is adding ice to the hot water right away because that waters down the flavor Mm -hmm. so Unless you want to. Yeah. And then I also sell the tea jugs. So if you just don't want the hassle of trying to figure out how to brew iced tea, just come buy it by the jug. So. Oh, you do? Yeah. Sell those every Saturday. Uh, can you drink too much tea? Yes, actually. You can. You can drink too much water, I just found out not yeah. too long ago. <laughs> you can drink too much of anything. And, like, for example, like yerba mate, um, in that culture, that's something they drink all the time. It's like a gourd they carry all the time, and they drink lots of it, and they're constantly pouring hot water in it. And it's like a cultural thing. Like, do you have your gourd with you? You know, and um, and like they've had some studies about yerba mate specifically in Argentina that people who drink it every single day, seven to eight cups a day. I mean, like that's a lot. Of, that's a lot of tea. Um, you know, you can get esophageal cancer because like you're drinking too much and like it starts the temperature matters. Like, so, I mean, 
you know. You could drink too much coffee. I just drink, drink too oh, much. Yeah. yeah, drink in moderation. Does all tea have, some of the teas say no caffeine. How can you have tea with no caffeine? Yeah, that's the tisanes. So oh. that, yeah, so tea is anything that comes from the Camilla sinensis plant, whether it's Asamica or sinensis. Um, and then anything else is tisanes or as Americans like to call it, herbal or herbal tea. And so anything that has no, and rooibos is also considered a tisane because it doesn't have caffeine. Um, and that's a South African tea which or tisane, which continent you do you prefer your tea from oh that's hard that's, there's only seven well but i mean <laughs> all the different types of tea have such a different mm-hmm. like have such different meanings like chai for example like i love that in the fall you know that's there's nothing more wonderful than like a warm milky cup of chai yeah um but at the same time like i tend to drink more greens whites and oolongs like if you're looking at what i'm drinking at the tea shop it's usually you know a sencha or maybe an iced matcha latte or what's a white tea so i was just about to ask yeah. I, i've drank it before what is it is it is it a peony is that what is that right yeah well peony is white by mudan which is okay. uh translate to white peony okay um, like the flower yeah, but it's not. It's, it's from it's, same family. It, so no, it's it's from the Camilla sinensis plant. It's the way that it's oxidized gives it a very floral fragrant flavor, and so that's what they call it as by Mudan because it's a type. It's a more floral white tea, and then there's silver needle, which is more of like a honeysuckle, very delicate, has like little fine hairs. Um, so the white teas, so black tea, green tea, white tea. Oolong, they all come from the Camilla sinensis plant, but they're all oxidized or dried different, differently. And then within each one of those, like in black tea, you have Chinese black teas like um, Yunnan or um, you have Pu'er, which is like a fermented black tea. Um, you have Darjeeling, which comes from West Bengal. Um, you have Ceylon, which is Sri Lankan black tea. Mighty. And then in green tea, same thing. There's all this diversity in green tea. You have Japanese steam dried green teas. You have um, how do you decide? Roasted. How can you decide what you want to drink? I mean, you <laughs> well, go to the grocery store and you look at them right there, and you're like, okay, that one makes you sleep. That one makes you yeah. awake. Yeah, that so, one makes you echinacea. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a good question. So when people come in and they're like, I have no idea what to do with this big menu you have, mm-hmm. um, usually I start with a couple of questions. So you ask what a day in the life is. And when you walk in, I say, can I make you a cup of tea? Are you here to shop? Because that tells me, am I helping this person find something on the shelf or am I helping this person pick out a tea? And then I usually say something if they're having a cup of tea and they're confused or they don't know what they want. I'll say, okay, caffeine or no caffeine? And you choose, and then I'll I'll say, okay, fruity, floral, minty, spicy, spicy as in basil, spicy as in cinnamon, spicy as in ginger. Mm -hmm. And usually I can, like, narrow into a profile. Yeah. Yeah. And then if they want to be adventurous and they're like, ooh, what do you want? You know, what's your favorite? Then I'll give them something weird because I love weird teas. I'm into that. Yeah. Like mushroom chai. And so... uh they just stand around and drink it in your shop, or you, they get it to go? Um, you can do both. Um, so I do to go, but I also have a little dining room where you can sit and have a scone, or you can have a little pastry. Um, we also have sal- salads and sandwiches. And oh. then we have a patio area. So if you know, right now we're in, still in COVID time, so I've kind of expanded the number of tables on my patio for anybody who wants to still sit outside. I so. didn't realize your shop was that big. Yeah, so it's shaped like a U. When you first walk in, there's like a little living room area, and then there's the cash register. There's loose leaves on both sides of the wall. Um, and then if you go down the hall and to the left, there's a little gift shop area where I sell teapots and like tea accessories, tea gifts. And then the dining room is on the other side, and it just like is a big left turn. Like you just make one big left turn all the way through the shop. And you have salads? Mm-hmm. Or you can sit and have tea and read a book. Absolutely. I love it when people come and sit and have tea and read a book. Due to the recent surge in COVID-19 in our state, Abby's Teas has re-implemented her COVID protocols at the store on Cavanaugh in Little Rock. She's setting up her tea stand outside the store, weather permitting, and certainly you can still order tea online on her website. Check her Instagram, at Teas and Things, and her Facebook page, Abby's Teas and Things, for the latest developments. Are there medicinal properties to tea? Does anyone ever come in and say, I have headaches, you have a tea for headache? Yes, there's tons of medicinal properties of tea. Um, Do you know them? 
Yeah, well, you'll have to, like, there's, it's a lot. There's, it's very broad. So are we talking about tea, like, like specifically Camilla Sinensis plants? Mm-hmm. Or are we talking like hibiscus flowers or chamomile? Because if you came in and you told me you had a headache, I would not actually recommend a caffeinated tea. Right. I would recommend an herbal blend, probably a chamomile-based one, um, because chamomile is really good for headaches. Um, hibiscus is really good for like blood sugar levels. It's good for your heart. Do people come in and tell you medical problems and say, can you give me a tea for that? Yes. And I mean, that makes you kind of a healer or medicine man on yeah, top of being a tea. But here's the, th- but here's the thing with that though. There's such a culture out there about like teas and medicinal remedies. I'm very careful to remind people that I am not a doctor and also every kind of medicinal thing even if it's tea or supplements is like literally to supplement an actual like care program. So like my dad drank tea often when I was younger, he, he loved hibiscus. Um, he had heart issues and his doctor recommended him get off the coffee, get off the sodas and drink teas. And so he switched to green tea for his caffeine, which has L-theanine. L-theanine is um, a different type of caffeine than, than what's found in like the coffee bean. So it has a slow release in your blood system. And so you don't get that afternoon crash um, mm. like you get from like a cup of coffee. So it's a, it's a diff- it's a scientific thing. Like it's a different type of caffeine. Um, but then like if you're having, um, for example, if you're having skin problems like lavender and rose is really good. I have a lavender rose blend that you can actually sip and then you can sprinkle it into your bath water because mm. it's really good for and it smells good smells good too (laughs) and it turns your water pink (laughs) all right let's take a quick break when we come back it'll be the conclusion of our interview with entrepreneur miss abby seiler founder of abby's tea and things in little rock arkansas's hillcrest district we'll be back after the break one of the most popular items in the inventory at flag and are pennants You can really put the festive in your fall festival if you use pennants. There's wigglers. There's colorful string pennants. There's American flag pennants. Fun string pennants, racing pennants, commercial string pennants. All kinds of uses for them, too. And right now, for 10% off site-wide at flagandbanner.com, just use the coupon code FF10. Flagandbanner.com, 10% off site-wide with the coupon code FF10. Uh, you're listening to Up In Your Business with me, Carrie McCoy. I'm speaking today with Miss Abby Seiler, founder of Abby's Tea and Things in Little Rock, Arkansas's historic Hillcrest District and online at abbyteas.com. So we've talked about your family. We've talked about starting your business. We've talked about, gosh, teas. There's so much to know about teas. But you left this digital career in marketing and advertising and you went over here for a simpler life in the cozy tea world where you can practice your ministry to lots of people because you love people. So now the COVID crisis has happened and you're like, I got to go back to digital marketing. Mm-hmm. Did you start selling more online? Because that's how most people survive. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's a really funny question because I, when I first opened the tea shop, I went ahead and like had an e-commerce portion of my site um, because you just can't have a a small business without that. But I only had like five or six of my blends on there. They were like my best sellers. And I really just did not put a whole lot of effort into it because honestly, I was so trying to break myself of like these digital habits, checking my email 24 seven and answering client messages on Facebook or whatever, you know, and um, I was really trying to hard to just have a brick and mortar. <laughs> but when COVID hit, I was very thankful for my background in it because I got it all on there. I SEO tagged all of those products and wrote the product descriptions and did my did my thing. And um, yeah, we have now shipped everywhere in the United States, including Alaska and Hawaii. Um, and I have some interest in like um, international shipping, mostly from military bases and things like mm-hmm. that. Um, but uh, yeah, the the website in itself was another part of how I survived COVID. A hundred percent. I util I really leaned hard into my social media marketing in the last year um, in terms of just daily posting, making sure people knew what was going on when the tea stand was going to be. Obviously, the tea stand is very weather dependent, so. 
um, doing online promotions, free shipping promotions. Um, so I was really glad to have that background in my back pocket. Um, but I will say that I fell right back into habits again because um, many consumers also were locked down and locked in and bored. And so um, there was a big push, like you had to be on all the time and someone wanted to message you about something on your website at 11, 13 p.m. You answer that stuff. I struggle with anxiety and depression. I talk about that very openly on my blog, on my social media. Um, and so being attached to your phone is like really hard when you struggle with those things. I'm telling you, everybody should go read your blog. I think it's <laughs> cute. It's really charming. Well, I write a blog every week, so I relate to people. You write one like every month, I think, or every couple of weeks. Yeah, and I haven't written one since February. I've been really oh, bad. Oh, girl, you are bad. I've been really bad. <laughs> well, I go have... write one about coming on the radio show. Yeah. What's the future? What do you want to do next with Abby's Tea? You know, that's an interesting question. So I'm not like most entrepreneurs in this, and I always want to be behind the register of my of my shop. So does that mean we'll always stay in the same location? Maybe we'll grow to a bigger location? Not sure. Probably not anytime soon. Um, but I don't have any like goals of being, I don't want to be in a grocery store. No, no, no. My teas will not be grocery you store ship tea. You out of your, out of your place? Yeah. UPS comes over there and picks up your, um, shipment. I actually go directly. I have a very great relationship with my USPS, um, Miss Donna over at the Hillcrest Postal Office. Yeah. And we got to be really close during COVID. And so I walk my packages down there and I handwrite my labels. And I mean, you know, you could probably get some discounts. I actually know you can, but I like just the beauty of all of that. So the simplicity I, of it. Yeah. And also just the small business. I really think about going back to your roots. And I just think that, um, you know, bigger is not always better. That's right. And I am not interested in, um, I'm not interested in growing so big that I don't get to talk about tea every day with the seven-year-old who comes in and says, this is inspiring. Like, mm-hmm. I want well, that for you, the rest of my if life. If you get big, <laughs> you end up you end up not working in the business. You end up working on, on the business. business. Mm-hmm. I like working on the business. That's I great. Got, after 20 years, I got so burned out of working yeah. in the business. I was ready to let somebody sure. else work in the business and for me to step away and grow my business. Okay. What advice would you give a want-to-be entrepreneur listening to this show? I think I think probably what I would say to this question would be um, be yourself. And if you know who you are, no one can steal that from you. No one can recreate that from you. No one can try and replicate. I mean, they can try, but they're not going to because if you put yourself into it and it is a passion, um, then that's really hard to take away. And on that note, I want to say thank you. We got a gift for Abby. It's that one right there. Oh, fun. That's that you. Oh, I should have given you a North Carolina flag. It's a oh, U.S. and Arkansas okay. desk set. I'm going to bring one by Abby's Tea. Absolutely. I would love that. I have a gift for y'all, too. No. I brought you tea. <laughs> yeah. Yay. And there's hot teas in there. So, oh, yay. yeah. I think welcome. I got the better end of the deal with that. Uh, and, two, in closing, I want to say to our listeners, thank you for spending time with us. We hope you've heard or learned something that's been inspiring or enlightening and that it, whatever it is, will help you up your business your independence, or your life. I'm Carrie McCoy, and I'll see you next time on Up In Your Business. Until then, be brave and keep it up. You've been listening to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy. For links to resources you heard discussed on today's show, go to flagandbanner.com, select radio, and choose today's guest. Stay informed of exciting upcoming guests by subscribing to our YouTube channel or podcast wherever you'd like to listen. Carrie's goal is simple, to help you live the American dream. 